welcome back to another episode of Post Days and She Stakes. I guess this is our, our holiday special because it's a couple days before Christmas and all that fun jazz. And you're looking very festive with that beautiful beard and the Santa hat. Looks good. Gotta, you know, gotta give the people what they want. Did you ever think about dyeing the, the beard a little white maybe for Christmas? I think that's what the people really want. Dye the hair and the beard white and then really compliment the whole Santa thing. I, I actually did try to dye my beard one time. I uh, I forget what year it was. It was a couple of years ago when the Flyers were like gonna, they were about to go into the playoffs. And they were like really good, really hot. I think it was the year they won like ten in a row against the playoffs. And then I uh, I I bought this like black beard dye, so I was like I'll have a black beard and then have my orange hair. But then I started trying to put it on and it like wasn't working well. And then like my skin started to react to it. So I started getting like red, like marks from it. So I was like, all right, this is probably a bad idea. I don't want to have like an allergic reaction stuck on my face. Fair so, enough. Yeah. I got to say a very odd choice to dye your beard uh, for a Flyers playoff run. I feel like you already have the ideal color for a Flyers playoff run. Like well, I would I dye my beard orange. Contrast. So eh, I think you should stick with it. But the white, I think the white would be a good look. You know, most fake Santas that you find in the mall and all that, they always have the beards. They have like I mean, those fake beards they put on. You have it. I'll, I can do a white beard. You just got to wait you know 40 years yeah i think you should give us gumps now but uh you know we're feeling good we're feeling merry we're feeling in the holiday spirit we got christmas this week huge eagles win so i'm gonna say it would it would not be a merry christmas if they had lost to a third you know not even third strain a uh practice squad qb who just learned the playbook in two days so it's true yeah no that would have uh, ruined i think it was such a it was everyone it was a very the whole situation was very messed up. Yeah, but you know what? As long as we came up on top, we ended our Tuesday night curse too. You know, there was no uh, fear of Joe Webb th- this time around. Um, we could wash away the sins and, and nightmares of the last time we played on Tuesday because this was a good game. This was a, uh, I should say, this was a good second half. The first half, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't feeling great. It I, was uh, very I irritable. I wasn't surprised. I mean, they hadn't played in what it was like. But they had the whole buy and then that extra two, three days. So yeah, it showed that was yeah, I was expecting a little bit of rust, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I there's still like it, that game felt so weird because in the second half, like we had total control, right? But like we were mm-hmm. only up by like one score most of the second half. And I was like, if but it felt like a 20-point lead. It was very well, that's strange. what happens. You spot the team uh, 10 points in the first half. If they were playing against a good team, not a team that had, you know, a quarterback that came on the roster three days ago, yeah. uh, they're probably losing by more. And those penalty, you know, those mistakes and coming out rusty like that hurt you. I do agree with you. I think they just, it was just rust from being off for a while, not knowing the situation uh, with COVID and everything. But again, they, these have to be corrected. If you want to be a playoff team, which things are looking good right now, you can't afford to make those mistakes. You can't have balls drop off your hands you know, point blank and then kick them up for interceptions. You can't have fumbles where you're running into the, you know, the defensive line. Uh, but I mean, ultimately they did clean it up. They looked great in the second half. I thought the offense was kicking. Hertz looked really good. He looked crisp. Uh, the pat- the RPO was looking really well. They ran the ball well. Um, all in all, very strong performance. I, I get props to Sirianni. I saw a lot of creative play calling. The penalties were there, but not nearly as much as we usually had. So I think all in all it was a very successful outing and, and, what you expected going against the team they went against. Yeah. I, I actually thought the Washington quarterback did a, 
I mean, he definitely missed a lot of throws, but he yeah. made some like pretty, you know, important throws throughout that game to get them first downs. So, but yeah, he had a couple like in the dirt, like just Ron reads and stuff, which is absolutely to be expected. But I, I think he played as well as you could expect in that situation. Well, also the defense really ramped up in the second half. They're bringing a lot more pressure. The D the D line was literally making like a cocoon every time he would drop back. It was just like crushing in on him. Um, I mean, his his white jersey was literally covered in green by the end of it. So all well, the grass. But I was pretty. I mean, the fact that we only won by uh, ten, and we had double the amount of total yards is kind of wild to me. Um, well, so what happens when you only play a half of football? I really didn't yeah. even come out and show up for the first half. Uh, so, we I had. Mean, uh, what were you saying? I just, I mean, I was furious. The first half was really mad, but the second half was so good, so efficient, so clean. Hurts looked really well. Miles Sanders was dominating. That offensive line, man, was beautiful. I don't know how many times I saw offensive linemen just 30 yards downfield. Jason they Johnson, looked like they, Lane Johnson was doing them a lot. Of, they looked like they were having races, like just 100-yard sprints all game, just sprinting downfield getting blocks. It was beautiful to see. I, I was really happy. Jalen Rager even showed up. He had pretty much a career game. Yeah. I don't know how much that's saying, but he did stuff. He, he did impactful, stuff. He made some, uh, he made like what, two or three first down catches that were pretty important. So I, I saw more from him this last game. I think I've seen in his entire career. I mean, I, I with him is, I mean, we all see what we see, but I, the biggest thing I look at is I noticed his just his route running is not his route running is not very good. No, and the mental thing, he I, I think he's having like a mental block of of confidence or whatever. But which is funny because it's kind of like the opposite of Ag- Aguilar was is actually a very good route runner, but he just sucked at tracking the ball, um, and oh, he sucked yeah. at catching. Rager I think has better probably has better hands, but he just. Oh, yeah. I don't, well, that's well, that's a tough argument to make, but I see where you're going with it. Well, yeah, the only yeah, but I mean, for the most part, he does catch the ball. It was just those two very obvious, you know. I'm, I mean, he also just doesn't get the ball the, thrown to him. You know, that's yeah. you know, he, he doesn't get the ball of, his way because he can't get open. <laughs> he catches Devonte Smith out here making crazy yeah. toe tap catches going backwards and. I, I saw that and I was like, damn, Jalen missed him. And then I was like, I was like, wait, there's no way he got his feet in. And then I saw the replay. I was like, that that's impressive. Yeah, it's, listen, that's like, what you wanted. His when body you was getting this guy, that's what you and stuff, and he somehow got, he was up in the air and somehow got both feet right down as he was being thrown out of bounds. So that was a superstar play. That was a superstar play right there. It was beautiful yeah. to see. Would still like to see more, you know, targets for him, but uh definitely is a lot. A lot of upside. I think next I year mean, he'll have a really good year. But the, I mean, they still stuck to the game plan they were using um, before. The, I should say the Giants game, where everything was just a disaster, where they were running the ball heavy. They had forty-one carries, fifteen for Howard, eighteen for Sanders. He went for a buck thirty-one. It was seven point three a pop. Yeah, boy. It was. I mean, it, they went back to the dominant run game they were doing, and Hurts made plays in the passing game when he needed to, and he looked good. I mean, outside of the first half, where I think he looked a little rusty and. Uh, it was a little off on a couple of throws, but in the second half, he was making his throws. He was finding guys. He was making the right calls on the option. Yeah. Everything looked good. Dallas Goddard had the most infuriating 135 yard receiving game I've ever seen. Like he, the guy, you look at his numbers, the game was awesome, but I got to stay. I screaming at my TV watching him. Like he would look at his numbers. 
you look at his numbers, you're like, why would I be screaming his name? Um, just so infuriated. But it, these are becoming a habit now. Like he's done this a couple of times. And twice. It's the same. It's the same every time. He just he he gets ahead of himself, tries to turn around, start running before he catches the ball. It's a very common oh. thing that a lot of poor receivers do, which I was like, you know, I mean, eventually he'll he'll it should click to him the concentration you hope, thing, man. You, you hope. hope, but. It's it's just it's a theme now. Like he, these aren't just the first couple drops he's had the season, and you know what the real problem is? It goes back to what you're saying he looks like he's trying to run first because those two drops he had were big plays. There was no one in yeah. front of him. Well, they were both going to be so. well. Yeah, I mean they were both going to be big plays. Like he had tons of space. I, I think that he probably scores a touchdown on at least one of them. And obviously, you know, he kicks the ball up in the air and just gets the interception, which is just ridiculous. Uh, but. You know what? You can look past it because everything clicked for them in the second half. They came out, the offensive line dominated, even with Dickerson out, which was nice. Um, <coughs> so, I mean, all in all, I think we can be happy. And I think I think we can come to I know we were teetering and tiptoeing around the, the P word last time. I think we can comfortably, you know, think this might be a playoff team. Yeah. Um, the Vikings are – Really, the Vikings are the only team that stands in our way, and they have a. I'm pretty sure they play the Bucks and the Rams still. So, yeah. they to play the Rams this week. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, that's enough. We just have to win out, and we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, it was it was impressive that they were able to, you know, adjust so well after the first slow first quarter. I mean. We both had uh, both quarterbacks had twenty completions, except Jalen had a hundred ten more yards than Washington's QB. Yeah, and Washington had twenty one rushing attempts for sixty three yards. We had forty one for two hundred and thirty eight against the number four rush def like run defense. Yeah, like that's what I love is that like a normal Eagles team they would have not even attempted to run, or they would have given up on the run. Whereas like this this coaching taps like we don't care what their defense how good their defense is or what their you know run defense rank is we're just gonna run the ball 40 times and see what happens hey and then, listen a lot of credit to Sirianni I know people were calling for him to be fired you know by like what week three or whatever it was Weren't but you doing he that? hey 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 hey! I never <laughs> dropped the fire word I, I wasn't thrilled about what I was seeing but I never once asked to fire the guy but yeah. Give credit to Sirianni because he's found what's going to work and he's stuck to it. And he's, he came out with a, a very good game plan there. Like the, you know, the, the, I liked, there was more pizzazz I was seeing from the play calling this time. I saw more motions. I saw um, more just creative, creative, you know, options. He ran that diamond formation with the four uh, uh, wide receivers in Dallas out on, um, on the goal line the one time. And then they ran the QB sneak off that Darius Slate came in for, I don't know why exactly, but he was out there. He was doing things. They, they were getting more creative in the play calling, and it obviously benefited Jalen. This offense is built for Jalen and the, and the skill players they have, and it's helpful. I mean, of course, you want to see them capitalize more, uh, you know, maybe in, at throwing a couple more deep balls and um, big plays in the passing game to, to feed off this play action, but I think that'll come. But ultimately, I mean, put away the rust. I think I saw plenty of things to be happy about in the second, second half from everyone, coaching staff, quarterback, offensive line, skill players. It was all all a good game. Really, the only concern you have is Dallas's two drops, and he had 135 yards to go along with uh, the two drops. So he kind of was trying to make up for it in the game. Yeah, 
I think the defense still is very up and down. They're very they're very inconsistent. I mean, they got better in the second half, but again, it was a banged up Washington team with a you know, third string quarterback and a rotation of backup running backs once Gibson went out. So, uh, I don't think the the Giants game is going to be like a you know a beat down. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like similar you know ten point win kind of deal. Oh, I would really like a beat down though. I, I would not like it. Would not surprise me if Jake Fromm has like a good game. I would not be surprised. Well, yeah, no, I mean he's he got you know obviously his first I think his first game, NFL game time was last week right in the middle yeah. of the game one. Yeah. But uh, so of course no one right. knows him. You know he's unexpected, so I'm sure he's going to come out there and they'll catch him off guard. But Listen, the Giants still stink. There's no way that they should lose, especially after the last game. I'll give you last game. They can lose that, maybe sleeping on their opponent or whatever. This one, everyone has to be aware. They cannot let what happened last time happen this game. It just can't. This will tank your season if, the, if, you happen, if that happens. Well, I don't know if you saw uh, the Eagles announced that Sirianni has uh, COVID, so that's fun. <laughs> I did see that. That's, that's very so upsetting. So we'll see how quickly he can recover from that and how – I mean, it might not be that severe. Everyone has different, you know, phases of it. So, um, and then I would just, I, I saw one, uh, a nice amount of uh, accountability. Uh, Jordan Mailata posted on his Instagram today. Um, it, was, it was something about like, oh, you know, great Eagles win. Anybody was like, listen, Philly, I'm going to be better. I know I have to be better. I'm going to cut down on the mistakes. I was yeah. like, that's what you like to see. Even in a win, you know, a player pointing out that they, you know, didn't have their best game. Um, I, again, I don't know why he did try to, you know, hold that safety or whatever. He literally could just push him with one hand and would have fell on the ground. But he wouldn't, he didn't even attack, like touch him. The, he's so big. The guy's not going to get around him. Yeah. It, it, yeah. He had two big penalties that were tough. It, really, it comes down to that whole first half. They just look slow. And I think both his penalties might have been in the first half. Apeta had a, had a rough hold and call, too. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, ultimately, I think the offensive line played well. I, you know, talked about how we saw them running downfield, lead blocking. And we got the recipe for a successful team in the cold weather and in playoff football. We run the ball well. We are strong in the lines. Our run defense has been strong. We gave up yeah. 69 rushing yards this week. We gave up 70 the week before that to the Jets and 70 to the Giants the week before that. It looks like it's coming together. You know, this is a style of football that wins in the playoffs. Strong line play, strong defense, and run the ball. You know, we're not going to – no one's going to want to play us. There's some high, high potent offenses in the uh, NFC, but – if you can run the ball and keep it away from the other team, I mean, we saw what happened in the Lions and Cardinals. That was a complete beatdown, but the Cardinals yeah. mostly just didn't have the ball. The Lions wouldn't give them the ball, and they never were able to get that offense going. What did you see the stat? The Eagles are the first team since the 85 Bears, which is one of the greatest teams of all time, wow. Okay. to, uh, to uh, rush for 175-plus yards in seven straight games. So hmm. That's not bad. That's something we give the company. I like it. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts passed Michael Vick for most Eagles rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. So that was, I did see that. That was, that was good. cool. I think, Fun well, little. he's actually right behind. So Cam Newton has the record for the NFL at 14 rushing touchdowns. Um, so he's only four behind. I mean, it's not, not unreasonable. Hey. So well, he had what two, two this past week. So you can keep that yeah. average up. I'll yeah. have it. So. But yeah, all in all, I think we can be happy. We can be merry. We can go on a Christmas with a smile on our face. Yep. And then if they lose against the Giants, we'll just drink. Oh, uh, yeah, burn it down. Burn it down. 
that's the, you know it's torturous with the way that this season is because they had some tough losses and it took them a while to figure things out because yeah. now we're at this point where we can have a really good feel-good win like this but if they lose next week that just everything's done the season's gone yep. and it's just, it's just how it's going to be for the rest of the season yep it's been so, like this for the last three years i swear it's been like this since we eagles we became eagles fans what do you mean yeah it's just it's really plays on your heartstrings so but you know what? Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get a good good slate of football, some Christmas cheer, and an Eagles win, and we can feel good going here. And it's been a good week. I mean, I was stuck in isolation with COVID, and we pretty much hit football every single day, which helped isolation yeah. a lot. So I, uh, I guess is one of the perks of COVID. Yeah, we had football on uh, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's yeah. normal, you know, par for the course. I was happy. So I think uh, we covered everything we need on the Eagles. So since we had games pretty much every single day, uh-huh. let's go a little run around the league. What do we, uh, what do we see and feel from the league this week? Yeah. Well, I mean, we had, uh, obviously we had three games postponed with COVID, but um, last Thursday we had the chiefs beating the chargers. I mean, no real surprises there, but chargers were I mean, up. Chiefs came dude, back. That was a so. game, man. That yeah. went to overtime. That was a hell of a game. It was really entertaining. And, they uh the Chiefs look like they're locked in though. Oh, yeah. They uh they played their game and they went toe-to-toe with the team that was trying to match them and they just outdid them and they looked explosive in every bit. Yep. So they, you know, it's amazing. I think I believe the Chiefs are number one seed now in the AFC. They are. And you you just yeah. think back, well, what were they? They were like three and five or whatever ridiculous like thing, and everyone, and everyone was freaking out. Like yeah. I gotta say, I felt I, I stuck with them for a while, and I was like, "Ah, oh, no, they'll figure it out." For I think I teetered around like maybe like week ten or whatever, where they were looking a little iffy. Now they just proved everyone like we we can turn it on whenever we want. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We got a lot of COVID this week to deal with, but I think they're in a good spot. Um, then on Saturday we had the Patriots play the Colts. Colts came out on top, twenty-seven to seventeen. Another Carson Wentz hit his uh, fourteen games played or whatever percentage so we are confirmed to have a first round pick from the colts so that's good that's always a good feeling but i mean great game colts man are colts are a scary team that another defense, team that's getting their defense got a little healthier as the season went on they got back to how they were last year and the year before that so hey everything i said about the eagles playing a style of football that make, should make teams scared in the cold weather games and playoffs the colts are doing it right now they're running the ball better than i think anyone else that defense is menacing they get turnovers Man, they make Billy B jealous about the amount of turnovers they get. And, uh, I mean, listen, say what you want about Wentz. I mean, he only threw 12 passes. So, uh, you know, he, he's doing enough. Yeah. It, it helps when you have Jonathan Taylor and that incredible defense, but he's doing enough. Uh, and then on Sunday, we had Cowboys beat the Giants 21-6. to uh, Glennon either got hurt or he got benched. And then, Mike, um, uh, what's his name, Jake Fromm came in. Georgia guy. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out against the Eagles next week. But um, yeah, not much yeah, to say about that game. The Giants still stink. That's yeah. what we know about them. Uh, game of the week, Texans and Jags. <laughs> Texans end up coming out winning 32-16. Hey, so surprised to- <laughs> even with the whole like Urban Meyer firing that Jags didn't have a little more gusto, but I, th- I think once they fired Urban, they were just so exhausted. Like, you look at the team. I think Trevor Lawrence even came out, and he's like, uh, it's just good to have the drama go on. And honestly, if you think about it, you look at the recent interviews when all this Urban shit was hitting the fan, the way that Urban handled themselves and the way that Trevor Lawrence was handling himself, you would think that Trevor Lawrence was the coach. I, I, not a rookie 23-year-old kid or whatever he is. 
But I think that they've already put it into the season. I think they've had enough, but they got the first overall draft pick now. This is true. So, I mean, how many of they've had what top five picks for besides the year they went to the AFC championship game, which is just hilarious to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've had a lot of top five, top 10. Picks. Hey man, the Jaguars job was highly, uh, highly sought after. I think just for Trevor Lawrence this past year, the fact that you have Trevor Lawrence and another first overall pick coming in. I, this is a job someone's going to want someone really go, badly. Go gonna get want it, that. Dougie P. Yeah. Um, Titans beat the, or excuse me, the Steelers beat the Titans 19 to 13. The Steelers and Mike Tomlin seem to do this every year where they look like a terrible team. And then somehow they're still in playoff contention until the very last week of the season. So classic Steelers. Just going to throw this out. I picked them this week and pretty much for that exact reason that they just win (laughs) these games. And it comes to like December. They're just one of those franchises that wins these games. Uh, Roethlisberger passed Philip Rivers for fifth all time in uh, passing yards in NFL history with 63,440. So that's uh, mm. a lot of yards. Moving on, we had the Dolphins won, what is that, six straight? Beat the Jets 31 to 24. They're really ruining the Eagles' draft pick by winning games. Yeah, it's real shit. Um, it, really, it really is disgusting yeah, to see. Yeah. But, you know, two is doing enough. Freaking Duke Johnson came out of the woodworks to have the hell of the game. Yeah. Uh, if you told me, like, if you just tell me, like, oh, tell me something notable about the Dolphins every week, I, I just tell you that they win. I couldn't even tell you what they do to win. I like, I look at Tua's stat line every week, and like, it's always like, okay, like, I'll have like two picks, two touchdowns, like an okay average. Some other guys will have like a 60 yards or whatever. I never really watched that many Dolphins games, but for some reason, they just keep winning. Couldn't really tell you what it is, but they just keep winning. I mean, they also have been playing really shitty opponents, though. So well, that helps, but you know, they just keep winning. Uh, so I actually, um, before this next game, I actually placed a wild, like eighteen parlay, just on money line, yeah, on Sunday, and all of them. Well, the Browns lost, so I would have lost anyways. But through Sunday, they all hit except for one game, and that would be the Cardinals, who lost to the Lions, thirty to twelve, in the biggest surprise game of the week but i will say it's very exciting to see uh craig reynolds the kutztown alum getting getting look at you yeah he had 112 rushing yards you now looking good getting some action in because he bounced around a little bit when he came he was undrafted and then i think he was with the washington he was with washington and then like some other team but i'm glad he's getting some time in the nfl it's cool to see because you know small d2 school but yeah, that's yeah, a that's pretty cool. pretty terrible game by the Cardinals all in all. I'll give a special yeah. shout out though to Jared Goff. Jared Goff's had a tough year. He had to deal with the whole McVay thing where like he was coming out there. It's like the girlfriend, like he comes out, yeah, she's great, all the best, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like you're always in the background, just fiending off Tinder, Pumble, doing all whatever you can to get out of it. And ultimately they did send him to the Baron. I mean, like Baron mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to NFL destinations. Guys had a rough, rough year, been getting crushed pretty much every week. And they came out, had a nice game, 21, 26, 216, three touchdowns. Nice game to beat one of the top teams in the NFL and get them another win. Dan Campbell, I mean, he's got like considering he only has two wins, I, I'd still give him a I'd still give him a vote. <laughs> I'd still give him a vote for coach year, but hats off to Jared Goff because he's taken a lot of a lot of criticism, deservedly so, but also in a tough situation. And he came out there, had a really good game and beat one of the better teams and just pitiful for the cardinals this is this is a rough game 
I, this is not one of those games. I know we talked about this before the show started when we were doing our power rankings and you didn't see it as bad as I did, but this, this is, this is a brutal game. This is probably one that if things don't go well and they get an early exit in the playoffs, this is one I'm going to come back to and say, this is when the whole thing fell apart. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I think Jared Goff, um, kind of the opposite of like a Sam Donald where Jared Goff started off very, very slow. And then as the games have gone on, he's actually been playing fairly well the last like, yes. you know, five, six games. Um, and to be honest, like, and I love Stafford, but I, you know, I think, I think like Goff had the same record, if not better last year with the Rams that Stafford has with them right now. So I don't know, but yeah, he's uh still all right. Lions compete. That's all I guess you can really ask for them at this point, but yeah, they do. They don't give up. Uh, the Bills got a much-needed win over the Panthers, 31-14. Again, nothing really to talk about with that one. But Well, if you're over here shouting out your alumni, I'm going to shout out Gabriel Davis, 5 for 85 and two touchdowns, UCF, baby. Oh, UCF, okay. okay. There you go. Shout yeah. out the alums. Shout out to the alums. Uh, very boring game, honestly. I watched the whole one, whole, whole entirety of it. Uh, Bengals at the Broncos. Bengals came out. 15 to 10 with the victory very defensive battle and it was kind of surprising to see i believe he was our both our number one safety uh just simmons just got absolutely wrecked on a um deep ball to tyler boyd i mean all boyd did was make one cut and then simmons was just left in the dust so um yeah he didn't have a great game i was kind of i was kind of watching some of him his play and not his best stuff but Broncos, uh, again, a weird team. Bengals are are winning. The, they're they're very back and forth. They win some games, and they lose some games, and then so we'll see if they end up making the playoffs or not. But I mean, that division is, I think, I think they're all tied at eight and six. So yeah, I think, it's I interesting think you're right about that. Yeah, they were. Yeah, the the Brown the Browns went from if they won they were first to if they lost they were in last. Oh, I think they're ahead of the Steelers because Steelers have the tie. So oh, okay. Uh, the Falcons lost to the 49ers, 13 to 31. Niners have won three straight, uh, so that's not good for the Eagles. Um, or three straight at their home stadium, I should say. But yeah, uh, five, fifth win in six games. They're cruising, man. Yeah. They're, they they look like they're putting it together. I I'm telling you, they they look like a team that is going to get in that wild card spot, and no one's going to want to play in that first week. And you know what? This goes back to what I was saying about Arizona. I could easily see the Arizona be matched up with the card, the 49ers in week one of the playoffs and get bounced. It's just they, they're a hot team. They can run the ball well. Jimmy's G's does enough, yeah. and the defense looks like it's coming alive. So uh, don't put anything past Kyle Shannon. I still think he's a really good coach and can get them uh, some wins. Sure. Uh, Sunday night game, or excuse me, Sunday 4 o'clock game, we had Packers in a tight one beating the Ravens 31-30. to I'm not sure why Harbaugh once again wanted to go for two. Um, both times they've resulted in failure. So, yeah, I don't, um, really, yeah, I don't really get it either. Yeah, I, uh, unless he just thought the only thing I can think of is that there was still time on the clock. So I'm guessing he just thought Rodgers was just going to drive down the field, and he was like, "This is our only chance to," you know. I guess, but I he was still like, would. "Get the tie," you know. Like I don't know. The over-aggressiveness, I, I, I hate to go back to one, but I for, actually forgot because this is one thing that was driving me nuts because it was so long ago. Brandon Staley went for it like four times on yeah. like fourth down. Oh, he just like, hates his kicker. 
I don't understand. <laughs> had you made one of those field in a game that went in overtime, had you even made one of those field goals, the game would have been over. He would have won. He would have never went to overtime. I get doing it maybe once or twice, but my like, God, man, he literally did it like four times. It just was idiotic. And you, I don't think he got a single one. Yeah, I, I understand that. Did not make sense. I know, and every time they do it, and now so like, oh, the analytics are telling you to do this. I'm like, are they updating these analytics? Because I feel like <laughs> recently they haven't been doing too well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, that's the thing. It's such a hard thing to gauge how much of it you really should be looking into and whatnot. But I think it just takes the lust. It's one of those like you use it for like momentum and like it's a special like your offense needs to be get up and like pumped up, ready to go. Like you do it four times and they just can't do it. They eventually you're just gonna lose confidence. I had to think. Harbaugh did it, I think, in another game this season not too long ago. It's just like do it a couple, like get a couple fourth downs thing. You do. I remember when Dougie P he was like the venture of it, but like the Eagles that Super Bowl year were getting the fourth downs. Like it was something they were comfortable doing and they were doing most of the time. You know, they weren't just doing it randomly and failing majority of the time. Yeah. Um another uh, I mean, if if the Lions beating the Cardinals wasn't surprising, the Saints shut out Tom Brady and the Buccaneers nine to nothing. Yes. Um, it was a very, it was actually a pretty competitive game for the Bucks to score zero points. Um, I was watching Malcolm Jenkins still, you know, covering tight ends, going after Gronk, did a pretty good job. Um, that Saints D was all over Brady, he was not having a good time. He was flipping off coaches, he was breaking tablets on the sideline. He was, uh, I was shocked that he actually stayed on the field to shake hands after the game, the way that, I was, that was unfolding. So I mean, we know Brady is a baby, even though he's, what, 44? It doesn't really matter. He just, We just all know he acts like a child whenever he loses. It doesn't happen very often, but when he does lose, he is a child. We all oh, know yeah. that. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. He won't get yeah. fined, even though he cursed out a coach. But, you I know, know. I, I think CeeDee Lamb's been fined for wearing the wrong shirt or whatever, or not tucking in a shirt. So, yeah. you know, they pick and choose. But it is what it is. When it's Brady, the rules don't apply. Yeah, this is the first time he's been shut out since 2006. We you know what's in, amazing? You were in fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I thought that too. Like, I thought, wow, that's amazing. And like, I kind of figured Brady had done it for so long, but that's, I think they said it was his third shot of his career. And then they mentioned Breeze and Manning were never shut out. That's uh, the same as well. Yeah. I was like, wow. I mean, 06 is something, but then to never do it, I'm like, damn, that's, that's pretty, I don't know. No, I'm like, Brady sucks. You did it three times. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we had two, so we had two Monday games, two Tuesday games. Uh, Monday we had the Raiders and the Browns. Raiders had a game-winning field goal um, as time expired, so they won sixteen to fourteen. I mean, the Browns were starting Nick Mullins, and we saw him last year on the Niners, and he was terrible. So, yeah, no surprises there. Yeah, it's kind of a snooze of a game. It was exciting for like the last drive. That was about it. Yeah, Monday games were brutal, and then the Vikings beat the terrible bears who are now eliminated from playoff contention <laughs> 17 to 9 so i gotta say that even an ugly game it was entertaining because the amount of personal fouls and like just like near horrific uh, umpire decisions the refs were awful in that game there were some brutal personal fouls but i mean it's still entertaining in a comedic way because the game was so bad i mean you want to talk about horrible calls tuesday game we had seattle and uh la rams rams won 20 to 10 but the Seahawks were trying to push late in the game and it was like fourth down. And the, I don't know if you saw, but the Rams, I think it was a linebacker, like very clear pass interference on the running back when he's trying to catch the ball. No flag, no nothing. 
And then, he, you know, obviously in frustration, he kicks the ball and then he gets penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct. But they missed the most, like one of the most egregious PIs I've seen. That was just, yeah. That was, I mean, I thought it was pretty close because the ball was coming in, but he didn't even attempt to turn his head. No, and that's he, usually he a clear. That, that and then on the replay, he literally just grabbed them. Like he, he, you could see yeah. his arm, he couldn't get his arms up to make a catch. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean, yeah, I, that was a tough call. That was a real tough one. The, the refing really is tough, man. Yeah. But uh, I will say I'm very, very shocked at maybe it's just because he's a white wide receiver, but Cooper Cup is. It surprises me. I did not expect him to have this kind of a season. Um, I always just thought he was going to be some slot guy, but he's been he's a baller, was it, what, 100? He's, he's got 120 catches, 1600 yards, 14 touchdowns. He's killing he it. Set, he set the um, the Rams franchise mark for receptions, the 120. Um, and he's got what three games left? He's going to come for that Michael Thomas record. Maybe, yeah, what was it? 155, I think, was Michael Thomas. I think it's 149. Oh, 129. Yeah, Isaac. So he passed Isaac Bruce, one of the best, you know, one of the great Rams receivers of past. Um, it's pretty amazing so. how quick the NFL works. Because look at Michael Thomas. The last time we saw him was pretty much when he set the record that year, and then he's now yeah. been hurt. He's gonna miss his second season. He's gonna come back, have his record already beat by someone else, and lose his Hall of Fame quarterback. The whole NFL is gonna be completely different by the time this guy. He, that, he might not even play again. I I don't know what the hell's going on there, but I mean he's gonna be disappointed when he comes back and sees Taysom Hill at the quarterback. Because I can tell you right now, he is not a quarterback. He is that supplemental extra guy. He looked terrible this past game. Oh yeah, they, they need a quarterback to play with him because he could not throw the ball. Yeah, that's why I I think it's right between the Vikings and the Eagles for the last wild card spot. I don't, I just don't think the Saints have enough on offense. They just don't yeah. have a quarterback. You need a quarterback in, in some in some way. So, um, and then yeah, then the Eagles also played on. Tuesday. It was weird that they had both games at 7 p.m. Like I didn't catch any of the Seahawks. I had to watch highlights. So yeah, me but, too. But yeah, it is what it is. But that's a wrap of week 15. <laughs> so we have three games left. Uh, so Tim, going into week 16, who are our who are our studs and duds of the past week of football? Obviously, we're in a good mood because the Eagles came off a big win and it's Christmas. So we'll, we're going to have to start with the studs. So um, kicking off our list, we're going to go defensive, which doesn't always appear on the list. But, you know, I like to try to integrate them more in the list every week. But honestly, after the performance we saw, it's always a team effort. But this guy single-handedly was dominant against arguably one of the best offensive lines in football. And then when you factor in, he had two sacks and a game almost changing fumble against one of the quickest releases in NFL history and against one of the, like, when it comes to quarterbacks that don't get hit, you start with him and pretty much finish with him. So when you also manage to throw a shutout against the GOAT, you got to get noticed. So with two sacks, a forced fumble, three quarterback hits, and a guy that was just all over the place, and he get uh, five ta- uh, total tackles as well, I'm going to go with Mr. Cam Jordan cracking up our uh, stud list. Yeah, I'm not a big Cam Jordan fan, but he had a very good game, so I'll give him credit. I mean, listen, we all know we've seen the Giants Super Bowls. You got to get to Brady with four guys, and that's what the Saints did. And you got to give credit because the state, the Buccaneers offensive line don't get enough credit. They are easily one of the best lines in football. And Werfs in particular got worked by uh, yeah. Cam Jordan. Yeah. So it was really, really dominant performance uh, by him. So he's going to crack our list there. Moving on, we got a guy that pretty much I can just pencil in every week in the studs list. But when he puts up these performances, I can't help to, you know, I can't help but to put him on the list. Sometimes I like to diversify, put a couple of new guys in there. But 
you just can't help it when you see dominant performances week in and week out. Huge win, went for 29 carries, 170 yards, one touchdown. That's a 5.9 average. Hmm. And and if that wasn't good enough, he was the game ceiling play, the touchdown right at the end. I think it was a big 60-yard run right at the final seconds to officially step on the throat and ruin the Patriots' chances. And considering he pretty much carried the whole offense, managed to put up 27 points when his quarterback had five completions on 12 attempts for 57 yards and to do it against a bill belichick defense he that's pretty impressive so mr i'm on this list almost every week jonathan taylor he's 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 literally replaced derrick henry on our list so uh, he's he's incredible he's yeah. really incredible i just want you to remember the blasphemy you mentioned about him preseason but you know well, that's another hey what time. did i what did I, I said i just need to see one more year he's done he was he was obviously watching the episode. You know, he's like, damn, I need to really play well so so I get into coach top ten. Oh, that's true. You know, I motivation. Everyone, you know, takes it from wherever Same they Same with Darius Slate. We said he's he's he was a nominee where I think we had him at 10, I don't remember. But yeah, he's had a phenomenal year. So all right. Well, you you like to you need something you need to see more. I'm more of a be a year early than a year late. And what what did I say? I was right on time. So, Moving on, we're going to go back. Actually, you know, number one stud comes from our Thursday night game again this week. Dominant performance. And coming off of 10 receptions, 191 yards, and two touchdowns. And one was just a mega one in uh, overtime, which I think sealed the game. So back-to-back game-sealing touchdowns for our studless uh, Hmm. participants. Guy that has been dominant all year and showed up again and really is really starting to turn it on uh, as his team's turning it on. We're going to go with Mr. Travis Kelsey. He's a monster. He's so good, man. I'm telling you, you see him run. He gets the ball and then runs around linebackers and safeties like he's a slot wide receiver, not a 32-year-old tight end. He is just so quick, nimble. He was out there just putting the chargers in the spin cycle. They didn't even know what was going on. So uh, that's our stud list this week. Moving on to the bad stuff for the guys that got coal in their stocking this year, this week. So we're going to start this off with, honestly, a guy that, I mean, I'm putting on this list because I don't think I'm going to have many more chances soon because I think his his time's coming to an end very soon. And easily one of the most embarrassing performances I saw from any offense in this season. And a game that was just comedy. I had literally four different players on this one offense on the dud list for consideration. Okay. They had just a multitude of just penalties, drop passes, just stupid misplays inefficient just passes just all around horrific gameplay and really sad because it was a close game for the most part their defense played really well actually limited uh the other team to only 17 points but the guy that's calling the plays the guy that leads the team that isn't disciplined that gets i think they had six personal fouls and then can't score a point or touchdown in the single game is an offensive guru in the offensive mind and he's supposed to be developing your own quarterback and it's clearly obvious this team is falling apart and doesn't listen to him anymore so for probably what's going to be his last season, we're going to go cracking the dud list, Mr. Matt Nagy. Yeah, he's a weird – he was supposed to be this, you know, really um, – what's the word? Like, I guess unique coach or whatever, like not, – not unique. What's the word? Revolutionary maybe? Okay, uh, he just came out it. and he just hasn't been super – any. No, I, Bears have been very average for quite a few years now, so – 
I mean, I can say all that I said, but just if you watch that game, you would know exactly what I mean. Because the, the team's yeah. just undisciplined. There's no uh, excitement yeah, to the offense. No they can't do anything. It's just really – it looks like Fields is taking a step back from what we saw earlier in the season. Yeah. The locker room doesn't seem to be interested in them anymore. It's just, it's just sad. And the defense played really well. So, it's just – it was a really bad performance. Moving on, though, this one's a special one because – this is a guy that never makes the dead list, and I don't think he's ever been in consideration for dead list his entire career. So when I have a chance to put him on there, I'm going to jump on it. And obviously, when he acts like a baby and throws his tantrum when he when he loses, uh, it makes it feel a little better. But really, he did not play well. We hit on it a little bit already. He was obviously uh, didn't put up any points. Had his first shutout since 2006. He did have a lot of injuries to his offense, but still, he played pretty bad himself. 26 of 48. He had an interception, a really tough fumble that really uh, sealed the game for the Saints there. Um, and ultimately, you know, he had one tablet destroyed. He cursed out one coach, and that was more than the touchdowns he threw. So we're going to go with the GOAT. Mr. Tom Brady as the second dud on our list. Like you say, we don't really get many chances to, put, to say any yeah. slater to Tom yeah. Brady. So when, when they're given, I jump all over it. And then moving on, we got on a really just dismal, dismal performance. Like, this is one of those – I mean, to be fair, you don't really expect much, but come on. To not even finish the game is the one thing. Just go out there and stay on the field. But when you go 13 of 24, 99 yards passing, and three interceptions with no touchdowns, it's hard to really consider keeping you out there. And honestly, I think this is a sign just for what a disaster this franchise is because now they shut down Daniel Jones, Mike Glennon, who is my number one dud, obviously didn't do anything impressive because this whole offense stinks. And now you're going to throw out Jake Fromm to get crushed and destroyed to finish the season. But Mike Glennon, you are the number one dud after not even being able to finish the game and throwing three picks in a game that you lost 21-6 to to the Cowboys. Yeah, that was uh... – not not some great not some great performances this past weekend. So, see that. Mm, what, what, what are you going to do though? I, I did think of the one part was comedy. There was obviously Michael Parsons is just having an incredible year, but there was one um, the one play where he picked up Kenny Holiday in coverage and made a pass break. Oh up. yeah, and you just you have to think like when you think about whether you should fire Dave Gettleman, just remember that this guy gave <laughs> Kenny Holiday what fifty million guaranteed, yeah. and a rookie linebacker just went and broke up a pass against him so just think about that when you're deciding on whether you should keep him in new york i don't think anyone thought that that was a good signing like he was just chasing the money at that point uh i i didn't think it was a good signing but this, it's been much worse than i could have ever dreamed of and i have not been impressed with joe judge at all he does not seem like like a good, like i thought he was gonna be like a dan campbell kind of coach but he, he did just, have the day he, just, club, he yeah. just seems like a boring guy like i just don't he doesn't i don't get like a I don't want to say he's not intelligent, but I don't get like a innovative coach. I don't get like a really smart coach vibe from him. I don't know. Yeah, I think he. You hit on the head. He did remind me of um, kind of was like the original Dan Campbell with kind of that Bill Belichick arrogance. Yeah. But it really, like you said, like it doesn't really seem like he's coming up with some incredible X's and O's. No, this team stinks, and they're kind of the confidence is gone in that building. Like they, they all stink. Like yeah. there's really nothing going from. They're looking. They're gonna full rebuild again. There's just no way around it. Maybe Jake Fromm's their future. Who knows? Yeah, we'll but, see. All right. Moving on, we have our Too Much Wiz. So, starting it off, Too Much Wiz. This team has had a lot of injuries over the past few weeks, and more so uh, this past weekend. Tampa Bay Buccaneers will not play in the Super Bowl 
Too much whiz? Uh, I'm going to say not too much whiz. I, 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 okay. I, I mean, even without Godwin and Fournette. Or I'm sorry, I apologize. Too much whiz. Yeah, I, 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 I take the field. I'll take the field. Let's say it that way. So you don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl? No. You think okay. you throw me these mind twisters every once in a while. You know, <laughs> the way they're worded. I, I'm not counting them out. Like I, I'm, I'm more concerned about the Arizona Cardinals than I am the Bucks. They still have Brady. The offensive line's still great. Fournette, Evans, they all seem like they'll be back, obviously, besides Godwin for the playoffs. Um, they've been there before. That defense is still strong. They held the Saints to nine points. But David too. Yeah, I mean, the NFC's strong. I mean, I think the Packers, I mean, the Packers are probably my favorite right now. The Cowboys, I think, are gonna be a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I already, I already I think the Rams are still in the the hunt for it. Um, so I'll, I'll take the field. I think it's gonna be tough. It's extremely tough to get back back Super Bowls. But I mean, I'm not gonna count up Brady, but I think if right now if I had to decide, I, I'd pick the field over the Buccaneers. Fair enough. Uh, second question. Okay. Too much whiz. And we actually talked a little bit about this earlier. Jalen Hurts will beat Cam Newton's 14 touchdown record that he set in his rookie year back in 2011 for most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. You know what? I'm in a good mood. Jalen looked good. He had two this past week. I'm going to say not too much with I think he can definitely run for it. Okay. He's four behind him. We got three games. Yeah. Listen, I say there's a chance. I mean, you're not really going against Murder's Row when it comes to defenses to finish the year. Um, so I think he's definitely going to have a strong chance at it. You know, he's looked good in the option game and and running the ball. So. I mean, plus they give him the ball at the goal line instead of, you know, the running back. So, hey, that's right. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. You know, I, I think he's got a strong chance at it. I, I really do. I will say something uh, back to the Eagles real quick. I, I got so excited when I saw – Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders both in the huddle. And then they had them both in the backfield. I was like, this I've been waiting for this. Like you got the speed of Sanders, and then you have the power of Howard. Like the defense literally doesn't know is it going to be an option? Is it going to be a dive? Is it going to be a sweep? Is it going to be a counter? Like, is it going to be a yeah. play action? Like hey, and you factor in Hertz likes too. It's it, yeah. it looks good. And Sariani's putting up some plays to put them all together. It, it looks like the offense is really coming together. I, I'm excited. I was really happy with what I saw. Yeah. All right. And uh, finally, too much whiz. Once again, in a press conference, Mr. Aaron Rodgers kind of alluded to this being the end of his time with the Packers without actually saying it. So my question to you is too much whiz. Aaron Rodgers, is this is all like a farce and he's actually not going to leave? So actually, it's not uh, a whiz question. It's more of like a what do you believe? <laughs> It's hard to word it, but I guess uh, I'll say it this way. Too much whiz. Aaron Rodgers will be leaving the Packers after the season, no matter what happens. I say not too much whiz. He seems pretty hell-bent on this. I, I feel I like mean, some I, of it's an act. It's so hard to tell. I think he could just I, be teasing. I I don't know. He's I, a weird guy. Listen, he's he's definitely a diva. There's no way to really oh, put yeah. it, but he seems like he loves to control the narrative, and he's controlled it the whole way that he's going somewhere else. And I think he would love nothing more than because what's the bigger what what better way to give the double birds to your organization that you're mad at than to go win a Super Bowl and then leave? Just be like, listen, I did everything I could. I gave you a championship. They're the scumbags. They're why I'm leaving. And because if you were a fan base, how pissed are you be that this guy went? I mean, you'd be thrilled that you win the Super Bowl, but then he leaves. 
like I'd be furious with the front office. The party gift. I mean, listen, I, I would not feel good if, they, if he wins the Super Bowl and then moves on. I mean, of course you get the Super Bowl, which is nice. Don't get me wrong. But that, I think, is the best double bird. Like, this isn't, this isn't me. I'm still awesome. I can still win. It's you. And it's been you since the beginning. He already he put that last dance picture up when he started the season. Michael Jordan kind of did a similar thing where, yeah. you know, he had an issue with the organization, with Jerry, Jerry Krause. And he just kept going out there and winning. But then, you know what, ultimately he came to the point where he's like, I'm leaving. It's you. I'm awesome. And I think that Aaron Rodgers at this point is looking for the next challenge. He, he likes the attention. He likes the diva. He put down many reasons why he's mad at the organization. I just, yeah. it, it really, I mean, they can win the Super Bowl. It's never been wins. Like they were 13 and three in the NFC championship game in the last two, two years. It's never been about the fact that the team's not good or that there isn't a roster ready to compete. He clearly just has issues with the front office outside of just wins and losses. Yeah. And it just seems like he's been doing too much of this. I'm leaving. I'm pissed off, blah, 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 for it not to be true. Yeah. And they've been winning too, without some of their best players, <clears throat> like, uh, especially on defense, like Jari Alexander has been out. Um, I think is it Zedaria Smith or the other Smith player. Zedaria Smith is out. Yeah, yeah. He's been out. I think David Bakhtari is not even back yet. Yeah. David Bakhtari hasn't been playing. So they, there's, they're the, they're the best record in the league and they, don't even have their best players. So I will say mostly why, why mostly why I took the field was because I'm I feel very good about the Packers. I think the Packers are my favorite to definitely go to the Super Bowl, maybe win it, man. The I way that see, I can see, yeah, Packers Chiefs at this point. They're, they seem like the two front runners. So I mean, let's be honest, the Packers they're the one consistent throughout the whole season. They really haven't had any after down that, games. Well, that first game, and then after that, it's been smooth sailing. Yeah, but I mean, even that first game was against the Cardinals, right? Where they got bushwhacked. No, it was the James. I think that was the James Winston five touchdown game. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Outside that, they've been very consistent. And mm-hmm. but, I don't know. All right. And moving on to our power rankings. So we had a lot of shuffling again because, you know, whenever we put top three teams together, they all decide they want to lose, except for the Packers. So it's coming in again at number one is our reigning champ, the Green Bay Packers. Then at number two, we have the Chiefs moving up, who've, you know, like we were saying earlier, have just been on fire. Um, number three, we have the Rams moving up. They've slowly crawled their way back, and now they're, I believe, they're tied with the Cardinals for the uh, NFC West right now. So, uh, but they're still in the wild card from due to the head to head stuff. Uh, Buccaneers drop back to number four. I mean, they have Tom Brady. Uh, they'll always be in contention at this point. So it's just a matter of them getting getting healthy enough. Six, we have the Cardinals moving back a couple spots. Tim's much more worried about them than I am, but um, yeah, there's definitely some concerns. The lines. There's there's some concerns, but I, I still think they can beat the teams behind them in their power rankings. Uh, seven, we have the Cowboys. Eight, we have the Colts after an impressive win over the Cowboys, or excuse me, the Patriots. Uh, nine, we have the Bills still cruising. Um, and then number 10, first time on our list, I believe, is the San Francisco 49ers. So they're eight and six. They're playing really well. They're also a hot team. So a lot of teams are catching fire towards the end of the season, which is, you know, nothing uncommon. But um, those are the teams that usually see success in the first week or two of the playoffs before they meet you know the world beaters but and then look at that transition because i mean who's the first game for next week which starts tomorrow it's amazing we're going right back into football niners and titans 
Um, huh. Before that, just want to point out that uh, we beat the guests this week in our picks. So that was nice recovery. We were having a couple uh, rough weeks there. Rough weeks. I, I lost one game last week there, but don't, don't speak for both of us now. Shut up. Uh, so what the heck? My, my headphones were acting up. Um, you went, I believe it was, well, you and I both went 11 and five. Um, hmm. we, we basically swapped, um, you picked the Patriots, uh, and I picked the bears cause I was on crack obviously. So I, I, I tell you not to do crack before these podcasts. You never listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, um, most of our picks were actually the same. Actually, I'm trying to double check. Uh, oh, and then I picked the Titans. You picked the Steelers, but I picked the Texans. You picked the Jaguars. So evened out. Um, and then I our I, I think picking the Steelers was more impressive than you picking between the garbage can and the, the dumpster of the Texans and Jaguars. Uh, meh. I think picking the Colts is more impressive than picking that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Anyways, yeah. Um, and then uh, my friend Bobby, we had him on as the guest. He went, let's see. So he was 10 and 6. So only one game behind us, but um, he had the Broncos and the Ravens and the Bears and the Browns. So didn't work out too well for him. But moving on, we have a new week, new set of games. And uh, like Tim said, pretty good Thursday night game. We have on deck the uh, 49ers and the Titans. So who are you feeling? I uh, I mean, I feel like I was gassing them up too much not to pick them now. And I think they're hot. I like what they're doing right now. Tough game. This is this is a tough game. This might be the toughest one this week. But I think the 49ers keep it rolling and beat the Titans. Yeah, I – Parmy wants to say that. The, the times might begin a little help back. I, I think AJ Green might be playing. Um, but, and as much as I'd rather pick against the Niners so that, you know, Eagles have a better chance to wild card, I, I just don't see it. So I'll also take the 49ers in that game. Um, next game we have, we have two Christmas games. Uh, the first one at 4 30. On Saturday, we have the Browns at the Packers. Um, no idea what the Browns' health is going to be like. I don't know if Baker's going to play or the other backup or Nick Mullen or, you know, apparently Garrett is having some injury problems. Somebody else has COVID on that team. So they're not looking very good. So I'll take the Packers in that game. Yeah, I, I mean – like Nick Mullins, Baker, Case Keenum, I really just don't think the Browns are a very good team. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Packers. They're, they're cruising. They're, they seem to be the best team in football right now. Yeah. This should also be a, a pretty good one. Uh, Christmas night, eight, 8 o'clock game, we have the Colts at the Cardinals. Colts are hot. Cardinals need a win. Who are you feeling? I'm telling you that Cardinals lost the Lions was not something to just scuff away and count it off as a fluke. That was really disappointing on both sides. I think the Colts win this game. I think they go in Arizona and get a win. Wow. They're a hot um, team, man. Hot team. I think they're going to – listen, the Lions just kept the ball away from the Kyler and the, that offense, and the Colts can do the same exact thing with the run game they have, and I expect it to be the same kind of uh, game plan. I, I could see that, but uh, I, I think the, the Cardinals just know the importance. I mean, the Colts – it's an important game for the Colts too, but 
I think the Cardinals realize they need to bounce back and they need to start building some momentum into the playoffs to make, I mean, technically if they lose out, there's no guarantee they'll even make the playoffs because if the Eagles win out, they'd be the same record. So, Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think they'll rebound, but fair enough. next game we have is the Lions at the Falcons. And for some reason, I find this to be a very hard game to pick. (laughs) Yeah. Two bad teams against each other. Um, Hmm. Uh, in Atlanta, I'll, I'll take the Falcons. I actually, I the Lions already got some momentum going right now. They're they're building into identity. They're strong in the Lions. When I say strong, I mean as strong as you can be for a two win team. But the same Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is literally running for his life every single play. That offensive line is so bad. I think the Lions get another win here. All right, fair enough. Next game we have is the Rams at the Vikings, and this is on Sunday, uh, as was the last game. But um, I'm just going to pick the Rams solely because I need the Vikings to lose for the Eagles' hopes. So, Yeah, I'm expecting a shootout. I just know the Vikings' defense isn't very good. Uh, I think Great, the Rams Greatest show on TV, right, Vikings? Listen, t- t- tell me right now. Don't you don't think the Vikings versus Rams <laughs> isn't going to be an entertaining game? I, I tell you, I'll have my popcorn ready for that game. Okay. It's, it's 1 o'clock or so you'll be uh, – what time is that? That's like six o'clock or something. Yeah. 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 Dinner time. Um, next game we have is the Jaguars at the Jets. Good golly. Um, <sighs> that's a toughie. This Both teams tough. are kind of terrible. Um, I'll take the Jets in this one. Sound very confident doing it. <laughs> no. Which of the lesser Jays do you want to pick? I picked the Jaguars last week, and that didn't well go well in the toilet bowl. In the toilet bowl two, I'm going to learn from my mistake. I really think the Jaguars just called it a season now. Uh, I think the Jets win this game. All right. It's weird that we both agree on the terrible team, but take it. Hey, listen, the Jaguars burned me last week. I can't pick them again. So Tuesday was the Eagles' most important game of the year. Once again, we have a most important game of the year for the Eagles because it's just going to be every week until playoffs start. <laughs> Eagles, uh, Giants at the Eagles, another home game, one o'clock day after Christmas. Obviously, I think we're both going to take the Eagles here. Uh, yeah, for the sake of my sanity, my security deposit in my apartment, and mm. my uh, arrest record, the Eagles oh. better fucking win this game. Otherwise, oh. I'll be a madman in the streets. The streets of London are going to be uh, people going to be really hot. Wear me hot. That would be a sight to see if there was an actual like you know mob of people rioting because the Eagles lost all the way in London. That'd Trust me, it, if it happens, you'll see on CNN, and I'll be in the front of it. I'll be <laughs> leading the whole cause. Yeah, tell them to grease the poles ahead of time. Yeah. Next game we have a very very important divisional game: Bills at the Patriots. Who are you, who are you feeling? This one's tough too. This yeah. one in the Niners game is the toughest one to pick. I you know what. It's in New England, but I, and I know the Patriots probably aren't going to lose two in a row, but the Bills need this game. They're still teetering on that playoff um, spot, and yeah. they lost last last time they played, and I they obviously haven't forgotten about it. I think the Bills win this one. I think they go in and Gillette and pull out a much-needed – because you can't really say must-win game more than this. This is everything for the Bills. I, I mean, it's it's been a down season, really, from what all the expectations were. Yeah. Everyone expected them to be a juggernaut. You're looking at an eight and seven record if you lose, pretty much giving up the division to the Patriots if you lose this as well. 
you can't afford to lose this game. It's too much, too important. Um, I think that the Bills pull this one out. I, uh, I'm sad to agree that I, I also think of similar mindset. I just think the Bills, I think the Patriots are just going to have like a, I don't think this is the old Patriots team that's just like unbeatable in December. So um, I think the Bills will get a much needed win here. Um, next I mean, game. I didn't see what the weather looks like because I definitely say the last time when they played one was Blizzard. That definitely helped the Patriots more. Oh, I, yeah. I, the Patriots yeah. don't want to get in a Mac Jones versus Josh Allen, you know, shootout. No. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Gillette could be a Blizzard, who the hell knows, but I still yeah. think the Bills just need it too much for them to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, both of us on the, on the Bills there. So next game we have uh, Ravens at the Bengals. Another interesting game. I do not know if Lamar is going to be playing or not. Have you heard anything about that? Um, I have not. <laughs> sorry. I have not. Um, I mean, he did practice or at least tried to make it seem like he was going to play last week up until last second. So I would assume he's probably going to play this week. Lamar Jackson um, did not practice on Wednesday. Okay. Still not so. practicing. <laughs> All right. You know, I take that back. The Ravens are too beat up. I think you know, the Bengals don't really give me a lot of confidence. But if, listen, if Lamar doesn't play, I'm, I'm picking the Bengals. If he plays, I, 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 I probably, I'm saying Bengals. It's in Cincinnati, and I'm so no, no take backsies. We don't do yeah, that here. Fine, uh, I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I'm, I'm also. I think the Bengals are just gonna. I mean, I would not be surprised if the Ravens won, but I think the Bengals squeak, squeak a close one out. Maybe, maybe yeah. Harbaugh goes for another two point conversion at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Next game, uh, Chargers at the Texans. Chargers. Yeah, not too much thought on this one. The Chargers, uh, <laughs> Chargers are going to get get right game after that tough loss this last week. Uh, then we have the final one o'clock game: the Buccaneers at the Panthers. Do the Bucs have another letdown? No, I mean I know the Buccaneers are pretty crippled, but you know Tom Brady's going to come out pissed off, oh, and this yeah. is going to be a this is going to be a get right game. Yeah, he's not getting shut out again, and I don't think the Panthers are going to score. So I'm going Buccaneers. Um, next game, we have uh, another doozy Bears at the Seahawks. Oh, talk about two franchises just falling apart. Yeah, I, too much talk about too much whiz. I don't think it's too much whiz to say that Russ is going to be out of Seattle at the end of this year. All right, listen, unless, I mean, good. yeah, we'll see. It doesn't matter how bad he plays, they're not gonna let him go unless he wants to go. But I, I think that the Bears are in a worse situation than the Seahawks, and that is saying something because they're both kind of in a tough spot. So I think the Seahawks win this at home. Yeah. Um, I also will take the Seahawks here. Next game we have is the Broncos at the Raiders. Um, Broncos lost Bridgewater. I don't know what his status is. Excuse me. And uh, Drew Lock didn't look very good. Um, uh, Raiders at home, why not? Yeah, I, I can't imagine Bridgewater plays this game. I mean, he literally was stretchered off. Um, and he was in the hospital, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, I mean, the NFL's been getting chewed out from recent years for concussion settlements. I can't imagine that Teddy Bridgewater gets to walk in and play a game after being in a hospital. So I'll take the Raiders. Next game we have is the Steelers at the Chiefs. I don't think we're going to see any upsets here. The, the Steelers just barely win when they do. So I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I picked the Steelers last week, but the Chiefs are cruising right now. They're the hottest team in football, arguably. I think the Chiefs win. Uh, we have the beat-up 
Washington football team on Sunday night football against the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, I'm just going to take the Cowboys. I don't, I don't know who's even playing for Washington. They didn't look very good against the Eagles. So yeah, Cowboys at home. I believe if they win this game, they win the division. So uh, I think they're going to be ready for a party. So I'm going Dallas. And then our Monday night game is the Dolphins at the Saints. I am once again picking the Saints solely because I well, actually, this is the opposite of the Vikings pick. I'm going to pick the Saints because I want the Dolphins to lose so the Eagles have a better draft pick because I don't think the Saints will be a factor in the wild card. Yeah, just curious on when they were making the schedule, who thought that the Dolphins versus the Saints in week 16 would be a Monday night football game? Um, I mean, very odd matchup to have, but Dolphins were, um, I mean, even we were pretty high on the Dolphins coming into the year. So but the Dolphins versus the Saints, it's not really, there's no juice to that game. Like, I mean, That's they're true. seven at seven. I, I mean, I guess even if yeah, there's no really real history, good, no blood, no history, there's really not it, like we're talking about like the end of the season, like playoff line, uh, playoff games, you know, are on the line. This is like the one game where it has literally nothing to do with like anything. Yeah. Um, I do think that the Dolphins keep rolling, though. I think they go in. Taysom Hill looks terrible as a quarterback. Uh, if he doesn't get another guy there to actually throw the ball, uh, they look like a disaster. So I, I don't know how the Dolphins win every week, but they just keep doing it. And I think they'll win again this week. Oh, so you're taking the Dolphins. Yeah, I, listen, they're cruising, and I've seen enough of the Saints. I know their defense is good, but, like, their offense is terrible. Taysom Hill stinks. Yeah, well, their defense is pretty good, so we'll see. It's the first good defense they've Dolphins have faced in the last six games, so. Right, but their offense only put up nine points this past week. Can the Dolphins put up more than nine points? Well, I think so. This we'll find out. But uh, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode again. Uh, nice Eagles win after a sloppy start. They came out, finished the, you know, after the second quarter, they really just, you know, tied at halftime and then took over after that. So good to see that. Hopefully we get a um, big win over the Giants. Again, I don't – I think it'll be ugly and close, but I think they'll, they'll find a way to win. Um, obviously wishing everyone a uh, Merry Christmas if you celebrate that. And a happy and healthy new year and follow la la and all that, you know. And, and the Eagles in the playoffs. La la and, la. Uh, la la la. Yeah. <laughs> but uh all right, Tim, you stay safe out there and I will uh, catch you next time. Well do. Merry Christmas to you, bud. All right, Merry Christmas. Talk to you. Peace.